And welcome in to another edition of Suitcase on the Left. I'm Nick. And I'm Brian. And it's Christmas week, Brian. Wow, man. It is. It's 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 a big deal. It is a big deal. How are you doing this week? Are you good? I am. I'm doing good. I took a little time off from work and, and it's it's kind of been helping me to you know to unload some of the the stresses of everyday office life and, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. Well, that's good. I, uh, I too took some time off of work. However, I just recently got promoted to a, a different job in, in, within our company. And uh, despite the fact that I'm trying to take time off, I'm getting bombarded with emails and problems from my new job. So, uh, Well, congratulations on your promotion. Yeah, thank you. It's that's gonna, a big deal. Yeah, it's going to be cool, I guess. Uh, well, I, I'm sure it will be. And I know that you will make the best of it and you will be a shining star. I hope um, so. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I can relate a story about the way this company, um, you, you, you were talking about already being bombarded mm-hmm. from your, from your, uh, from your promotional, your promotion position yeah. before you even take the role. Uh, when I, when I accepted the job with this company, you know, I, I had just given my notice at my old job. So I still had two weeks to, you know, before I actually started. Um, but right there, like that first day, or maybe it was the second day, I got a call from one of the people at the new job saying, oh my God, we're having this problem with the transmitter and, and it, it, things don't sound right. And, and I really need you to come in and take a look at it. Like, are you kidding me? I haven't even started there yet. I, you know, I'm not, not even on the payroll or anything. Yeah. I was on my way home. I was almost home. I had to turn around and drive all the way back <laughs> to go in and take a look at this, this problem. Yep. Crazy. So yeah, I, that's, I think that's just the way this company operates. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the funny thing is, is like, I, I don't have access to the budget. I don't have access to people's payroll. I don't have access to any of the local, you know, network drives. I don't, I don't have access to anything. And I'm getting all these questions and I'm not getting any context as to a what the actual thing is that I'm being asked about, and b like what has happened previously when this happens. Like I'm getting zero support, zero help. So, and you're not there, and I'm not there, which makes it even harder because I, you know, I've, I'm just trying to do it from a remote location basically while still trying to do my normal job. So we'll see how much of the ball I dropped <laughs> this week trying to get my normal stuff done in addition to pre getting or, uh, you know, proactively getting things done because of Christmas and new years and, uh, you know, and dealing with crap from the new job. So, yeah, it's challenge, but, uh, you know, it's just a, a brief period of overlap here. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Once, once you take the new position and you're like fully, fully involved in that, do you feel like you're probably still going to be getting calls from the old position? Oh Yeah. Absolutely. I already, I already know I am. There's no doubt that I won't. Um, they're not going to have somebody in place, um, you know, before I'm ready to go. And, and I don't, you know, it's kind of a thing, even if they did have somebody, I still wouldn't be able to tell them all the stuff that I do. Cause there's just, there's a lot of things that I do that I don't realize that I do, you know, it's just part of my everyday duties. Um, so there's definitely going to be some stuff that the new person wouldn't know assuming it's somebody from outside the building. And even if it's someone inside the building, they're still not going to know everything that I do. They'll know how to, I mean, it's not that I do anything that's extremely difficult that no one else can figure out. It's just, I just do a lot of random things. So. Right. And you have a, you have a toolbox that you work from. So when certain things happen, you know, right where to go. Right. Exactly. uh, to, To get those things resolved. And it's not necessarily public knowledge. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, I just do it. So, and a lot of the stuff I'm sure is going to come up at the last minute, like, wait, what do I do with this? And I'll say, Oh yeah, I forgot. I do that too. (laughs) You know, so that's, you you better be ready because that will happen again. Yeah. Yeah. So, so are you going to be, are you going to be involved at all in the hiring of your replacement? I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I, me and I, I mean, I know my, my opinion has been asked, of my current boss now of a few people and a few ideas. Um, and I've certainly weighed in on it, but I don't, 
I don't know that I'm going to be like consulted heavily or, you know, whatever. Um, which is fine. I mean, it, it is what it is. So, I, you know, are they going to try to put somebody in place so that there's some overlap before, before you transition away? I would think so, but the time is running out for them to do that. Yeah. You know I mean? It's really like next week is a wasted week. The following week is kind of wasted. Um, yeah. The holidays are really going to gum things up as far as that goes. Yeah. And I know that I'm, I'm going to be going to the new building. Um, I'm going to the new building Wednesday of next week and I'm going again, like the third week of January for like two days. So there's really not a lot of time for, you know, and I'm moving, so I've got to get my house ready to move. So I'm going to be, you know, taking some time off, hopefully, uh, at least a day or two here and there just to try to, you know, get a head start on stuff and get my house listed for sale. Cause I mean, I got to do all that too. So. Yeah, that's a big pain. Have you decided if you're going to uh, rent or, or buy in the new place? Not yet. I guess it kind of depends on how much we can sell our house for and how quickly we can sell it. You know, I mean, if it sells immediately for a lot of money, then, you know, we might uh, look at buying something quickly where we've been looking at houses for a while. So it's not like we go in with no idea of what we want, but, you know, it, it's hard to really pick out a number on what you can afford without knowing a how much I'm going to make. Like, I know what salary I'm going to get, but I don't know what that looks like paycheck wise because of taxes and 401k and all that stuff um so i don't know based on that and then i also don't know based on how much i sell my current house for you know if i sell this house and make twenty thousand dollars that puts me in a different price range house than it does if i make 40 or fifty thousand (laughs) dollars you know so true uh but my ultimate goal is just to get a an okay house in an okay neighborhood for not a lot of money and not be poor. That's kind of my goal. Yeah. So that's been my week. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff to juggle. Yeah, it is. But you know, once it's over, it'll be over. So we did zero pre-gaming before this, as far as what we were going to talk about. Yeah. But I mean, lately it seems like we've been trying at least a little bit, but this one, I didn't even give you an option. I just said, right. Give me a mic check. And then you finish the mic check. And I hit hit record. <laughs> so, yeah, you you didn't even ask. Nope, didn't even ask. So we'll just do All a right, live. Well, Fuck it. I got. I, I do have something in mind. Do it. Let's go. Um, in in previous episodes, we had been talking about um, me getting a hobby. Yeah. And we'd gone through you know a couple of possibilities and you know some things that I thought I might be interested in, and then as I looked into them more. One of them, you know, I thought, oh, this is going to be awesome. And I looked into it and did some research and kind of saw what was out there. Mm -hmm. And and just in the looking at stuff and the watching of videos and the, you know, getting an idea for it, I kind of got bored with the hobby without ever having actually done it. Which was that slot cars? Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Plus it's, it takes up a lot of space and I, you know, I don't even know where I would where I would set up something like that. So, right. So yeah, that was out. And then a couple other ones were out and I, I kind of, I think last time we were talking about like photography, cause that's always kind of been hanging out there. Um, and then I, so I thought about that and, and I, I kind of refined that idea a little bit and zeroed it down to, instead of like making photography, my hobby, I thought, you know what, maybe this is a good time to, really sit down and try to learn in earnest how to use like Photoshop and some of these other um, photo editing tools that are out there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, you know, I made a commitment. I got a creative cloud account and, you know, I spent the money and I got, uh, you know, Photoshop and Lightroom and, a whole bunch of uh, mobile apps from Adobe that I have on my iPad man, and, and started playing around with it, you know, and I've played around with Photoshop before, but it's always been like a real uphill battle. Like a, like, you know, I, I, I kind of know what I want to do, but figuring out how to do it and which tools to use, um, and, you know, and what the techniques are to, to really do what I'm trying to do. Right. Uh, was just really time consuming and laborious. Um, so I thought, well, you know, if I, if I actually sit down and try to learn this, 
uh, it might it might be kind of cool. So you've so that's, that's kind of where I'm at, man. So you identified one that you wanted to do. You like most things that you do. You jumped in full full <laughs> yeah, force. I spent the money. He yeah, spent, he spent the money. So you're committed. And yeah. uh, so so, are you t- going to take classes or something? Or I mean, like are well, I've been I've been looking on YouTube at different videos, and I kind of stumbled across um, this one guy. And I'm trying to remember his name. I think it's like Charlie White, mm-hmm. something like that. But anyway, he has like the whole series of of how to videos for all kinds of applications, you know, like Photoshop and Lightroom and all the mm-hmm. mobile apps and you know, real specific things. And he's got one that I found really useful was like a, a top 10 most requested. How do I do this in Photoshop uh, video? And it's, it's pretty lengthy. I, I, I don't know. It, it might be like an hour long or, or somewhere about there. Um, but it goes through like the top 10 most requested things that people want to know how to do. And he just goes through step by step, you know, and shows you, how to do it and makes recommendations, you know, for some tools that you might want to get. Like he uses a, uh, uh, a tablet, uh, for his, um, as his mouse. So huh. you can get like real selective on, on selecting things and, and you know, whatever. Oh, that's pretty cool. So yeah, so I've been following that. I haven't spent money on classes. I've, I've been doing that and that's kind of got, gotten me started. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's a good, yeah. that's a good solid update. Cause I know, you know, not on the podcast, we've talked about the different hobbies that, you know, we tried to identify and, uh, it seemed as though there was going to be nothing <laughs> that you were going to do. Other there, than... there was a point in time where, yeah, it kind of looked like there was going to be a big zero. Yeah. Which, Hey, look, I mean, I don't have any hobbies either, so it's whatever. Um, but that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So that, that first that first weekend um, that I, that I dived into that um, I, I went on, uh, I went online and downloaded some, some stock photos uh, that I could work with. And I, I kind of worked on, you know, compositing and blending and overlays and um, you know, stuff like that. So I, I made a couple of uh, sample uh, images that I, I created from, from various stock photos. Oh, that's cool. Well, once you get a, a handle on it, you'll need to make a logo for the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. There. So you have your first, uh, your first, uh, non-paying gig. <laughs> <laughs> first in a line, a long line of many. Yeah. Non-paying gigs. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. I, um, I don't have a hobby necessarily. I like podcasting. That's something, I guess. Yeah, there you go. Uh, this stage in the game, at least the last couple of months, my hobby has been trying to find deals on an Apple Watch, which I did, and I purchased. Nice. And you you were well, an early adopter, well, right? I mean, you had it on launch day or right around there? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I got up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I ordered it as soon as it was... Uh, you know, as soon as it was available to, to be pre-ordered and I got it on launch day. Man, I waited and I wanted to see how yours was and you seemed to really enjoy it. And I, uh, I kept watching and watching and the recently the series one and series two have been going on sale. Uh, so I decided to, to bite the bullet and get a series one. And, uh, I gotta tell you so far, I really like it. I really like it a lot. It's enabled yeah, which, me to not which check. One did, which one did you get? The forty-two millimeter space gray. Oh, so is it the uh, the sport? No, I don't think so. Obviously, it's not the uh, the gold one, right? So the series one was available in basically three versions: the sport, which is made of aluminum, and then the Apple Watch, which is stainless steel, uh, and then the edition, which is gold. I don't know. Let me see. Let me find my my e receipt from Target because that's where I got it from. And then two days later, they they put ten percent off. So I ah. so I called 
and they credited me the 10 percent. nice yeah so it was an extra like wow 25 dollars or so that that got off hey man yeah i was really excited that's the right thing to do damn right it is because if not i was going to return it and order another one (laughs) (laughs) they probably knew that and that's why they just they probably adapted their policy to just go ahead and do that yeah for sure they knew when the hell did i get this thing oh on the 18th uh your order's ready receipt here we go do 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 but i really like this thing uh it doesn't it just says apple watch series 1 42 millimeter space gray aluminum case with black sport band okay aluminum means it's the um the, the sport. sport yeah yeah that's the one i got um so far the the thing i like the most is that i don't have to check my phone constantly yeah you know i i in fact at work i forgot my phone on my desk probably i don't know of the 20 times i got up to walk away from my desk i forgot it i left my phone on my desk probably about 17 of those times because i didn't need it because my watch will tell me when i get an email when i get a text i can reply if i want um so it's it's great i really like it so far yeah i and that's that's like what i mostly like about mine um is like the notifications uh, like sometimes I work in like very, very loud environments mm-hmm. and I can't hear my phone ring when it's in my pocket, but my, my watch will, will vibrate to tell me that I'm getting a call and I can look at my watch and I can see who's calling. And then I I can dismiss that call right from my watch, like just send it to voicemail. Um, or I can say, Oh, I need to take this and I'll pull my phone out of my pocket and and take the call. Uh, only once you can actually answer the call from the watch. And I tried that one time, but it's really awkward. And I would only do it in a time of, you know, desperate need. Yeah, I did it just because... to try it. And the biggest complaint I've got is that the speaker is not that loud for no. voice. Unless you're wearing like a Bluetooth right. um, headphone thing, that would probably be awesome. Yeah, and you could answer it from your watch, and you could talk. But if you actually just try to use the watch to take the call, I'm, I'm like holding it up to my ear so that I can hear what the person's saying, and then moving it to my mouth to talk, and then back to my ear, and it's really awkward and clumsy. Yeah, I'm I'm not a huge fan of taking a call on it, but I do like that it um if if I'm using my phone, the watch does not get notifications. If I'm not using my phone, the watch does get notifications. If my phone is connected to my car for Bluetooth and I'm like listening to a podcast or, you know, listening to music or something and somebody sends me a text, I can voice dictate the answer to my watch without interrupting my phone. Cause normally, you know, it has to stop what it's doing for voice dictation. So I do like that. My, my watch, it's, it's independent of my phone to some degree, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I, and I like it for notifications. I don't use it for email notifications. Uh, I just get way too many emails and I don't really want to know mm-hmm. necessarily if an email's coming in. I just assume at any moment that there is one coming in. <laughs> um, but, but for text messages, it's really handy because I can see immediately um, who's texting me and I can read what they're saying. Um, and I, and I also like the, being able to respond feature um, for anybody out there, for our listener that may not have an Apple watch, you, you can't, as far as I know, you can't compose a, a text response uh, on the watch, but you can do a voice dictation or they have um, a list of several canned responses that you can pre type in, you know, like different standard responses, like, Yes, no, thank you. Um, one I have is call me, I'm driving. You know, things like that, that you can, with you know, with one touch, you can send that back to the person um, and, you know, complete a conversation. I do that um, mostly when I'm driving. Yeah. A text message, because I'm not going to pull my phone out and try to read it and look at it and try to respond normally. 
on my watch, I cannot create a new text message. Um, but if I've already got one, say like with you, I can click on your name. I can voice dictate. I can send a predetermined response. I can send a smiley. I can send, let me see. I don't know what this little. Oh yeah. For somebody else that has um, an Apple watch, you can send like a scribble or a, you know, you can draw on the screen and send that to them. Yeah. Oh, did I just make my watch crash? <laughs> my watch. I don't just... know, but I, I just got a message from you though. Yeah. I tried to send you uh like one of those little like fireball thingies and my watch crashed. Yeah. Uh, well, I got the fireball thingy, so. Huh, interesting. I wonder when my watch is going to boot back up. But yeah, so it's got the scribble thingy, which it's kind of cool, I guess, but it's just kind of a pain in the ass at the same time. I mean, going letter by letter and having to put the space in and all that stuff, it's kind of kind of dumb. Yeah, um, I've never really done it, mainly because I, I didn't really uh, have, I, I didn't really know anybody else that had an Apple Watch. I don't try it with. think it's got to be just an Apple Watch. I sent one today. Did my watch really just fuck up? It's just showing me the Apple logo and it won't stop. Mm. Mm. I have to bring it back since it's broken. Um, I sent it to, I used that to send a text to this guy I know um, at lunch today. I went to lunch with an old, an old manager of mine from when I worked in the golf shop and he he has an iPhone, but no watch. And I was able to scribble a message to him. I think, I think my watch is broken. It just keeps vibrating and showing me the Apple logo. Uh, I think there's a way to do a reset on it. Oh, now it's telling me scribble message. I don't understand. Huh. Oh, well, that's back to normal. Now I'll tell you what I hate though is a stupid ass band. The the, uh, the the one that came with it? Yeah. It's terrible. I shouldn't say it's terrible. I just, I don't like it. Uh, it's functional. It doesn't really slip around. It's not horribly uncomfortable. I just, I don't like it. I That was one of the things I was concerned about when I, when I got mine. I mean, I read all the literature and whatever information I could find about the bands um, before I placed my order. My biggest concern, aside from the way that they looked, was, you know, how how was it going to fit? Mm-hmm. You know, those, a lot of them have like the classic style where there's like a hole, a series of holes, and you pick the one that's closest. And I thought, well, you know, it's maybe it's going to be a little too tight or a little too loose, and you know, I, I wanted to have that just right feel so i chose a band that um has a magnetic clasp and it so it's like infinitely adjustable um you know i just pull it till it feels snug and then i put the magnet down and it pretty much stays right there yeah that that seems like the way to go i mean this one like i said it's fine i just i don't know something it takes too long to get on and off and i'm not a watch or jewelry kind of or a jewelry person I mean, this is the longest I've worn a watch in years. Like, not even exaggerating. Probably, probably fifteen years. This is the last I've worn a watch more the last three days than I have <laughs> than in the last fifteen years. Yeah. Uh, has I anybody just, noticed it? My wife, and she's kind of mad because she's bought me a couple <laughs> of watches, and I still have them. I've got like five or six watches. I just don't wear any of them, but I do wear the Apple Watch. So, she's not exactly thrilled that. I've not worn any of the watches she gave me, but I'm willing to wear this expensive, you know, Apple watch. Right. This needlessly expensive technology. (laughs) This thing that really does me no good, except I don't have to check my phone all the time. That's huge. You know, I I read a bunch of reviews and, you know, one guy said, I'm not going to talk about the battery life. I'm not going to talk about um, if it's comfortable. I'm not going to, he's like, but I'm going to tell you what it's done for my life. And he said, if you're anything like me, you don't, or, or you'll, you check your phone every five minutes. If you're waiting for a movie to start, you check your phone during a TV show. You check your phone when you're at dinner with anyone or lunch, you check your phone. He said, having the watch has enabled me to not check my phone. He's like, I f-, he said, I feel freedom that I've not felt in, you know, five or six years. 
And I think he's right. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I honestly do feel like I don't have to check my phone. I still do out of habit sometimes, but I really feel like it's, it's enabled me to like not be always worried that I'm missing something. Yeah. If I'm at lunch or dinner or in a meeting or, you know, something like that, and I get a text message, you know, I just look at my watch and I'm like, okay, I see who it is. Usually I can see their entire message in one glance without even touching it. Mm -hmm. and, and then I just put my wrist down. And you know, if it's something that I don't need to respond to immediately, then I, I know what it is and, and I go on with life. Yep. Pretty much. And, you know, for me, I was earlier this evening, I was uh, sitting on the floor playing with my son who's two and a half and, you know, he's got a bunch of cars and trucks and we were driving him around and, you know, doing whatever. And, uh, I noticed that I had not checked my phone in like 10 minutes, but it's because I had my watch and I got a few emails while we were playing, but I was able to just flip my wrist up, look and see what it was and go back to playing and, and only, you know, divert my attention for three or four seconds rather than stop what I'm doing completely, get my phone out, push the unlock button and check it and then delete it. I just glanced my phone, my, my watch, boom, back at it. And he never even realized yeah. it. Right. <laughs> right. It's true because it's, you know, it's kind of rude to, yeah, to, definitely you know, stop what you're doing. If you're engaged with somebody to check your phone, it's like, okay, well, I guess whatever that is, is more important than me, you know, who's right here in the room. Yep. People except don't for, always say it, but I, I think they feel it. Yeah. Except for now, I feel like people think I'm bored with what they're saying. Cause I keep checking my whip, my wrist, <laughs> like, like you're like, it's time to go. Yeah. Like I gotta, I gotta go. Is this guy done babbling on yet about whatever it is he's talking about? So it's also good for like meeting reminders. If there's something in my calendar, you know, and I have a 15 minute, you know, um, alert set up, I get that on my wrist. Um, that's really convenient. Yeah. Now, if you're, um, if you're wearing the watch, one thing I haven't noticed, does your phone still do its thing if your watch does it or no? Yeah. Like, like ring or make a noise if you get a text message. Yeah. Or, or an alert. Yeah. It still does that. Hmm. I haven't noticed. I think you could, you can silence your phone and you'll still get the notification on your wrist. Yeah. You know, one thing, one thing is kind of funny. I, my phone, I have it set to do not disturb. Uh, every night from 10 o'clock until nine o'clock in the morning. So it won't vibrate or make any noise or whatever. And I did that from when I, you know, was working early mornings and I didn't want it to disrupt what I was doing. So, um, I found that when my phone goes into do not disturb, my watch becomes useless because it also goes to do not disturb. And I know I can change that. I don't want to though. I like it just to be, I don't necessarily want to be synced, but I don't want to have to manually turn on and off. Do not disturb. So, but usually once 10 o'clock hits and before 9 a.m., there's no need for me to wear the watch because it doesn't, it doesn't notify me of anything. Yeah. Most times, um, I I'll take it off. Like as soon as I get home mm. and put it on the charger, because if I'm home and I'm not going anywhere, um, there's, there's really not much reason for me to, to keep wearing my watch. Yeah. But I charge it every night, even if I, like I have it on right now. Uh, and it's, you know, it's kind of late in the evening. Uh, but I'll, I'll put it on the charger before I go to bed and let it charge overnight. Yeah, I always do my phone and it, really my phone every night, regardless. And so far the watch, I just plug it in and set it next to my phone on the desk. I need to get one of those things you've got where you can yeah, you do. put your phone and your, and your watch on it. Yeah, that thing's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, um, I don't really use it for my phone. But at least for the uh, watch, it probably comes in handy. Yeah, because I just set the watch on it. Um, it kind of hangs on there, and it's it's pretty convenient. Yeah. Um, but um, the other things that I, I really think the Apple Watch is cool for is uh, Apple Pay is one of the things. Because you can, you can set up one of your credit card or debit cards in it or more if you want. And um, anywhere there's a terminal that, that takes uh, NFC payments, you can you can pay for stuff using your watch. Yeah, I need to set that up. I really do. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And the other thing that is really cool, I don't travel a lot, um, but you can use it for... Um, boarding passes uh, and stuff? Yeah, yeah. You can get your boarding pass in there, and then when you go to get on the jetway, 
you just hold your watch up to the little scanner and keep you're in. Yeah, that's freaking nice. It is because that's usually when you're like carrying all your stuff. You know, you're it's the most burdened that you are with, you know, every all your carry on things or th- something on your shoulder and something in your hand and you're fumbling to try to have your boarding pass ready, but you don't even really have a free hand to do that with. Um, it's, it's really nice. Yeah. I need to, I need to get that going. Uh, cause I don't, I don't travel much, but I know I went to Philadelphia for one of the political conventions, um, for work. I'm not some damn dirty liberal. So don't, don't email me. Um, uh, I went for work and then I, my wife and I made a trip to Oklahoma re- recently and it was kind of a, well, actually on the way back, we used our, my phone. I had both of our boarding passes on my phone and that was pretty nice. Not having to carry more than just that, but it was a real fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. So you, on your watch face, you'll get like the whole screen will be filled up with like the, the QSC code for your boarding pass. And so you just hold that up to the scanner and it, it scans it. It doesn't know the difference whether it's paper or, you know, your watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, speaking of my watch, I just got an email notification. There's this app called Nextdoor uh, where it's just like different neighborhoods can go on there and make, make it uh, make like a forum. And somebody complained that they got a Christmas card in the mail today that was open. And somebody else commented saying that they had the same thing happen. Yeah, really? These fucking thieves, man, I tell you. I fucking tell you. Well, you know, I you may remember I had um, a rather expensive pair of headphones stolen out of my mailbox. Yeah. And Amazon had it for you the... The, the next you, morning. You notified them and they said, call back tomorrow at 5. And you called back at like 3 and they were like, we'll have it for you tomorrow. And by the, before you left for work at 9 o'clock, it they was, were in your mailbox. Yeah, it was delivered. It was delivered in the morning before I even left for work. I wonder if they had like somebody sitting down the road making sure you walked out of your house to get it. <laughs> well, they brought it right. They didn't put it in my mailbox. They brought it right up to my door. That's pretty funny. Yeah. That's pretty good. Hey, changing the subject uh, for no real reason, but um, what was your favorite Christmas gift you ever got? You mean as a kid? Yeah, or, or an adult, whatever. Ah. <sighs> I don't know. I've, I've had some, some pretty good ones. Um, I don't remember if it was a Christmas gift, but when I got my, um, super NES, Mm. that, that was, uh, that was kind of life changing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that. See, for me, I was so young when we, when we had a regular Nintendo and then I remember we had a Genesis. I don't think I ever owned a super Nintendo, uh, or Nintendo 64. I think I went regular Nintendo Genesis PlayStation 1, I think. I don't yeah. know. The, the PlayStation 1 was pretty life-changing for me. That was a really big deal. I had it. I remember it came out. Um, I don't remember the year, but I remember it was it was hard to get, and they were expensive the year they came out. Or no, I'm sorry. This is PlayStation 2. The PlayStation PlayStation 1 was pretty awesome. PlayStation 2 changed my life. The, um, they were hard to get, uh, and they were super expensive. And I remember driving to my grandparents' house and we saw a yard sign on the side of the road and it was like handwritten in marker and it said PlayStation two plus controller plus games, 450 bucks. And I was like, mom, we have to get that. And she said, stop the car, stop the car right now. Pretty much. And she's like, well, I already got you all your Christmas presents. And this was like two days before Christmas. And I was like, I don't care. I was like, that's you. Like, this is the thing I want. And she's like, I'm going to return every single thing you were going to get. And I said, that's fine. And she's like, all right. So we, we literally turned around and drove the other direction from where we were heading. And we went to this dude's house. It was this guy, his wife or girlfriend and a, a kid. And he just said that he bought this thing and he had like two or three games with it and an extra controller. And he's just like, I need the money, you know, so I just need to get rid of it. And uh, so we bought it. We bought it from the guy. And I still have that PlayStation 2 today. That was, wow. I don't know, probably 12, 15 years ago, something like that. Wow, what a great story. Yeah, I bought it from a guy who probably stole it. And, uh, well, you know, that's that's the risk you take. 
Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. I know he gave me the box. I, I'm I'm pretty sure he gave me the receipt too. I don't know. I, I do know he gave me the box though. Because I still have that, I believe. <laughs> but they were still pretty new at the time. Oh, they were they were only at a couple of months, I think. Let me see. When did the So that was a pretty good gift for me, but I think I was I was a teenager at that point. Um that's probably my favorite. Maybe maybe I was a little younger and I got a dirt bike. That was pretty cool. PlayStation two. Yeah, I I I I, I did get um a gift when I was uh, probably like, I don't know, 10, that was very influential for me. And it wasn't even something I asked for because I I didn't know what it was or that it existed or had ever heard of anything like it. But it was a, um, it was an electronic project kit from Radio Shack. Um, And it, it, it was basically like a big, um, board with all these little components resistors and capacitors and transistors and all you know there's a place for a battery and there was a speaker and a light and some switches and all these different things and there was a book of projects that you could build with it and all these little pieces of wire that you could use to connect you know this resistor to this part of the transistor and and it would step you through all the wiring connections you needed to make to build different you know, little different electronic things. And then I, I don't know. I think it, it, it really spoke to me. And who knew that all these years later, yeah, you'd be doing that kind of stuff for, for a, a living. living. Yeah. The PlayStation two came out October 26, 2000 in North America. And I had it for Christmas of 2000, which was wow. crazy. Yeah. PlayStation two. And did your mom really take back all the other stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah. That, so that was the only thing you got for Christmas that year. Yep. The literally the only thing I got was that, that PlayStation and the games and the extra controller. And I was did, fine. I was, I was did fine. She, did she make you wait to play with it until Christmas? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, it was only a couple of days at that point, but yeah, she made me wait. I was yeah, but so it must excited. have been the longest couple of days. I, I I remember I remember when we went to the dude's house, he had it plugged in, maybe just to show me it worked, and he put a game in. I remember just being like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I, <laughs> I was so excited. I, I don't I don't remember if he let me play it or not, but I uh, yeah. But she returned every every single every single thing else, big little didn't matter. It went back. It was fine. Wow. I don't know what I gave up, but I was, I'm, right, I'm right. still satisfied with it. <laughs> uh, it's like, let's make a deal. Yeah. You can have all of these gifts right here or what's behind curtain number two. Yep. And spoiler alert for any kids that are listening, but the year I got my dirt bike uh, was the same, same year and day that I found out that Santa wasn't real. I was, oh, was that traumatic for you? Uh, a little bit. I remember it was Christmas morning when I found out <laughs> um, and uh, I was, I don't remember how old I was, maybe like second grade, probably, or first grade, maybe first grade into second. I don't know. Probably too old to still believe, be believing in Santa. Um, but I remember they told me Christmas morning and I was like, are you serious? And they were like, yeah, there is no Santa. I was like, are you kidding? And then, no. And I said, well, what about the tooth fairy and Easter bunny? <laughs> <laughs> you've been lying to me yeah they, my whole life and they were like all fake and i was like i was crushed and then they were like but we got you a dirt bike for christmas and i was like awesome done <laughs> yeah i'm good i'm good yep who cares uh so well you know if you asked about the tooth fairy and the easter bunny you must have already had a suspicion that they were in that same category yeah i don't i don't remember I think, I think the thing is like, I never probably considered that that stuff wasn't real, you know. Like I, I think it just because I don't really it didn't, I didn't really care that much. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I didn't go around like actively thinking like, hmm, I wonder if Santa's real, because I always wondered how Santa could make a toy that could be returned to Walmart <laughs> the day after Christmas <laughs> if I didn't like it. 
Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you want to hear a really sad, pathetic story is that I was the youngest of four kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my brother was four years older than me. And then one sister was three years older and the other one was one year older. I don't ever remember a time that I thought Santa Claus was real because they just said, they just told me. Yeah. They're like, Santa Claus isn't real. It's just mom and dad. (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay. But you got to play along. You got to, you got to pretend like you believe in Santa Claus or you won't get any presents. That's funny. Man, this life is really complicated. That's pretty funny. And I, I, you know, and thinking back to like, Santa's handwriting was the same as my mom's, you know, it was the same exact thing. And, and my, my parents still put from Santa on crap they give us and I'm 31 and I'm, my mom still writes from Santa. Although Even I though she knows, you know, right. it's not real. Cause she told you. Yeah. She told me. And then she gave me a 1986 Honda XR80 was the dirt bike. Nice. I wish I, 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 would love to have that thing back, even though I'm way too big for it now. And it's, you know, 30 years old. So it's probably all broken, but I had some great memories on that thing. Yeah. My motorcycle was a, a Kawasaki 90 and it was actually a street bike that my dad's uncle had. And he gave it, he either sold it to my dad or somehow I ended up getting it for my birthday or Christmas or something, but it had, you know, like light had a headlight and turn signals and, mm-hmm. you know, it was a street bike. Yeah. Um, so I took all that stuff off to try to make it more like a dirt bike. Cause I couldn't ride it on the street. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I wasn't old enough to do that. Um, but it, it was, it was still pretty cool. Yeah. I miss the days of being able to do that, you know, ride dirt bikes and, you know, if the cops chased you, it's just because they were bored. They didn't really care. <laughs> I mean, there were times when, you know, we'd be younger and we'd, we'd all on Saturday mornings, you know, get on our dirt bikes and push them down the road to get to the trails by the railroad tracks. And, you know, we'd, we'd all stuff a couple of bucks in our dirt bike boots. And then as we start to run low on gas, we literally just ride our dirt bikes to the gas station, you know, stop at the pump, put gas in there, walk inside and pay the people. Because back then you could pump before you pay. Right. And then uh, turn around and head back out to the trails. And we never had any problems with any cops. I mean, they didn't care. We weren't like hell raising. We were just, you know, putting along on the road to get to the gas station and then back out to the woods. Nowadays, if you even start a damn dirt bike, the cops get called. What what has happened to our society? I don't know. Back then, a couple of bucks would have been all you needed because the tank was only couple of gallons right yeah i want to say on my dirt bike the xr80 it could hold just over a gallon um yeah. and gas was about 89 cents a gallon then so yeah, i would you just, have a uh, reserve yeah yeah there was a reserve so like yeah. i'd basically just ride until it stalled <laughs> and then flip to reserve and just go to the gas station which the reserve <laughs> tank could really it could i could go for probably 30 40 minutes on the reserve i mean that little the little motor it didn't take much gas yeah let me see. I'm actually going to, now I'm going to Google 1986 Honda XR80 gas tank uh, capacity. Let's see. Well, 2001 could hold a gallon and a half. So I'd have to think it's probably less, but not a whole lot. So yeah. So, I mean, but I could, I could take $2 in cash and, Ride all day so, on two dollars. Right, you, you could fill it up. Yeah, fill up twice. I mean, with eighty nine cents a gallon, you dump a gallon in, go ride, come. You know, wait till you run out, go back, put a gallon in, and be done with it. Yeah, I miss those days. Yeah. Did you ever get any gifts that you were like utterly disappointed in? You were expecting, you know, a marijuana cigarette, and you got one of those chalky gum cigarettes or something. um we used to get um uh sweaters every year from my grandmother Mm. she would now you know they they were hand knitted she she knit these sweaters and we all got one and 
we, you know, we were supposed to be like, oh, thank you, Grammy. This is so awesome. We, we love them. But every year they were like the same like pattern. <laughs> Sometimes she would change it up and make them slightly different colors. But there's basically one, one year it might be a turtleneck and one year it was a button down, but they were all like the same, you know, the same pattern. Um, so that got, that got a little old. Yeah. And we had like matching hats and we never wore them. I never wore them. But at least you were expecting expecting that. Right. So it wasn't like a huge shock and disappointment. Um, I don't know. I don't think I had any of those because my my parents were always pretty good about, you know, we'd get one quote unquote big present, you know, and as we got older, it got more expensive. But I mean, you know, it, it they were always pretty good about getting what we wanted as far as the big present goes. You know, like one year I wanted a drum set. So I got a, a pretty nice drum set, actually, um, and a couple other little things. But like I knew they were going to get me a nice drum set because I actually went and helped picked it out. <laughs> you know, um, the, the the PlayStation. I know I wanted a bicycle one year and they got me. A, I didn't help pick it out, but they got me a nice bike. And, um, you know, they always they always did pretty good on the present front. Yeah, I don't I, don't, I I'm trying to think of a time when I was like expecting a certain thing um, and then instead of getting like the thing that I had imagined, you get like some kind of a knockoff thing that wasn't, wasn't really up to par. Mm -hmm. But, but I I don't know, man, I can't, I, I don't know that I was really expecting certain things. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, I got a lot of cool gifts. I I, I remember getting a train set, which I really liked because I liked, uh, I like trains and slot cars. I don't, I never got slot cars. A lot of times my brother would get the cool gifts. Uh, like he got a BB gun mm-hmm. one year and I never got a BB gun for Christmas. But after a few years when he got older, um, I got his BB gun as like a hand me down, you know, here, you want my BB gun? Yeah. And then we, yeah, of course I did. It was a really cool BB gun too. wasn't a, a crappy one. It was one of those kinds where you could like pump it, keep pumping it like endlessly and build up more, uh, more pressure. Mm-hmm. We, my grandpa had a pump BB gun that we were able to, uh, we were able to use. Um, it was one or one time my brother, we were at my grandparents' house. We were younger, probably I was probably 10. He was probably 12. And uh, he said to my grandpa, like, it won't hurt if you shoot me with a BB gun. And my grandpa, being an old Italian, he's like, all right, run. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he only pumped it once, and he let my brother get about. As it, it took, as as quick as it took to pump it once and shoot is as far away as my brother got. <laughs> Not shot, very far. No, he shot him right in the butt. And of course, my brother's, oh, it hurts, it hurts. But, you know, <laughs> he was he was wearing uh, probably jeans at the time, so it didn't do any damage, but... Right. It just, didn't break any blood vessels. Yeah, but he just uh he, my grandpa wasn't fucking around. He he was just gonna teach him a lesson. So and, I've often wondered why why are things like that funny? So funny. They are. I'm not saying they're not yeah, funny. No, I don't why know. Is like people falling or you know, falling off the roof when they're trying to hang Christmas lights or you know well, skateboarding I don't, accidents or things like that. Why why is that stuff why is slapstick comedy so damn funny? Well, to me, I mean, slapstick comedy is just, you know, silly and, you know, obvious kinds of, you know, people falling and breaking a coffee table. Like, but, but to me, like that's slapstick comedy is like when it's obviously planned and rigged and, and whatever. Uh, I'm not a big fan of watching people crash or get hit in the nuts or any of that stuff. I mean, to, to me, that's not, that's not typically funny. My grandpa shooting my brother with a BB gun. Eh, he's my older brother. He was kind of a dick and he still is, uh, most of the time to me. So that was kind of fun to see, <laughs> you know, right. But, right. but as far as like, so, if someone falls off a ladder, putting up Christmas lights, I mean, I don't laugh at that. Um, I don't like seeing a people lot of get people hurt. do though. I know. I, mean, I don't know why. Look at, look at YouTube. If you know, YouTube is, is the perfect, you know, proof. That yeah. People find that stuff hilarious 
Yeah, I don't know why. I really don't know why. I I I don't think it's funny. Um I just I don't know. Unless someone's doing something that they shouldn't be doing that is going to hurt other people or, you know, like I think it's funny when someone's trying to do a prank that's going to hurt somebody like an unsuspecting stranger and it somehow backfires or something. To me that's funny because fuck right. those people for trying to do something to someone they don't know. Yeah, instant karma comes back on them. And, yeah. Yeah, but like I don't lesson. But I I don't understand how seeing people get injured is funny. I don't see how people enjoy watching, you know, amateur fights where it's just like two teenagers at a bus stop or, you know, two drunk people at a bar or any of that stuff. I mean, I none of that appeals to me. Yeah, I've watched some of the um like fail army videos. Yeah. Where you see people doing various things and, you know, trying to jump on a trampoline and they, you know, they fall off. And I mean, some of those things make me cringe because, you know, it looks like they break their neck. I mean, yeah. I remember one of a guy running and jumping onto a swimming pool that had a sheet of ice over the top of it. Mm hmm. Thinking, I guess, thinking he was going to break through the ice and into the water. Yeah. But he. He jumped and he just went smack down on the ice. It didn't give at all. You know, it was like, it was like, except that he slid. Uh, it, it was just like, like jumping onto a concrete pad. Yeah. And see, like the idea of that is pretty funny, except that he fucking whacked his head pretty hard. Yeah. He, he seems like some of those people like get seriously hurt. Yeah. There's a video floating around the last couple of days of uh this guy and and this one's um it's funny because he doesn't get like hurt hurt uh but it you know i'm assuming he didn't die from hypothermia or anything <laughs> um he was standing on a lake with a golf ball sitting on top on the ice and he had a golf club so he went to swing the club and he missed the ball and he didn't hit the ice at all but just the momentum of him swinging and he like loses his balance and he stomps his foot and when he stomps his foot it breaks the ice and he falls into the water. <laughs> so, I mean, that one's kind of funny cause he didn't like, That's... but it, he, you know, I'm assuming he's okay and didn't, didn't drown cause somebody else was filming it. So I'm sure they got him out. Yeah. And the people, the people shooting the video never help these people. No, they just laugh. They're laughing. They're laughing so hard. They can't hold the camera straight. I'm like, hold the camera straight. I want to see what happens. Yeah. Put that shit on a uh, tripod for crying out loud. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you people? But I, no, um, just, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, it's just one of those weird human nature things, I guess. Yeah. To each their own. It's the same, but uh, I don't know. I, fucking people. Bunch of dirt bags. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's just like their mothers. Yeah. Now you're talking. Yeah. So what else, what else you got in your, in your, bag of tricks uh i don't i don't really have anything in my bag of tricks i mean i this week worked a lot christmas shopping although i will say i'm bad about keeping presents uh but you know until the day it's supposed to happen like with my wife she never has presents on christmas because i always like the day they come in i have to give them to her like i can't wait so i know i'm really bad about that um so it's killing me not giving my son his gifts already because he doesn't know the difference between today and Christmas Day. Um, in fact, I might lobby for us to do it tomorrow just because on Saturday we're going to my pa- my family and Sunday we're going to hers. So it'd be nice to be able to do it on Friday. But anyway, like I got him a, a, a ride-on toy, like a six-volt police trike. Um, it's got working lights and sirens. I sent you a video. Um, yeah, man, that thing looks awesome. It does look awesome. I never had anything like that when I was a kid. I had a big wheel. Yeah, I had a big wheel too. Um, but this thing, I mean, it's it goes forward and backwards. It's got lights, siren. It's got on the back. It's got like a little um, what do they call those things? Like a like a storage compartment on the back, like a motorcycle would have. Uh, it's freaking awesome. So I'm, I'm so excited. He loves like most, you know, two or three year olds. He loves fire trucks. He loves police cars. He loves anything that makes a lot of noise. 
So he's gonna he's gonna lose his freaking mind with this thing. I can't wait. So where's he uh, where's he gonna be able to ride it? Outside. <laughs> I mean, on actually, the grass or on the not on the street though, right? No. Excuse me, not in the street. No, he'll he should be able to ride it on the sidewalk and probably in the grass too. I'd imagine he'd be fine riding that thing in the grass. Um, I'm so I'm yeah, got, so excited. It's got pretty big wheels on it, so it probably shouldn't get like bogged down or anything. Yeah, I, they're probably about uh, probably eight or ten inch wheels, probably ten inches tall. Um, yeah, so they shouldn't have any trouble rolling over the grass. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. But man, I I I just I want to give it. I want them to have it like right now so bad it's killing me. And then we Did also you try to ride it. No, 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 no. I put it together so I know it, there's no way it would handle my weight. Um, <laughs> I did, I did play with the sirens and the lights, <laughs> and I did, uh, I did push the button to make it go forward and backwards a few times out of jealousy that he gets to play with that and I don't. Um, yeah. And he, we got him uh, a little scooter like a, like an old radio flyer scooter that kids ride on so that's a a man-powered or human-powered scooter so he'll have to actually work for that one um, well you know that's that's nothing wrong with that no no and that's something that like i had when i was a little kid and he rode one at my my sister's house he rode her her kids uh scooter and he liked it so we got him one of those um and today i saw on amazon a Disney cars themed ukulele for 10 bucks. So I ordered that, uh, not that he needs anything else, but he likes for me to pull my, one of my guitars off the wall and play it. And he likes to strum my guitar and stuff. So I figure if he likes mine so much, he loves Disney cars. I'll just yeah. get him that. And you know, not that I don't want him to play with mine cause he certainly can. Um, but hopefully it just gets him comfortable holding a guitar and, you know, maybe I can teach him to, you know, play, you know, something at some point. So I think it'll be cool. Hopefully he ends up playing an instrument, but he'll like yeah. this thing either way. And even if he never plays it, he likes cars, the movie. So it's got lightning McQueen on it. So he'll be happy. Yeah. Lightning McQueen. They didn't have one with uh mater. No, the cars one just had lightning. I think that's okay with him though. He, he's a huge lightning McQueen fan. He likes mater, but uh, I think lightning is kind of his, his guy. So, yeah, Lightning McQueen. I, I guess he's like the main character. Yeah, in that uh, in that franchise. Have you ever seen the movie? Oh yeah, I saw Cars and I saw Cars too. There's one spot in the in the beginning of the movie Cars where uh, Chick Hicks crashes the whole like rest of the the Piston Cup cars, and. He's, you know, he says, take that lightning. We'll see you get around that. And lightning McQueen like weaves through the, the pack of wrecked cars. And then at one point he, he jumps and lands on top of a car that's upside down on top of another car and uses that to like springboard through the smoke and over the rest of the wreckage. And as, as lightning McQueen's doing that, he sticks his tongue out like Michael Jordan used to do. And today, <laughs> today we were watching the movie and Everett took his Lightning McQueen car and flipped over another one and like did the springboard thing. And as, as it's happening in the movie, Everett's doing it on the table and he, uh, he stick Everett sticks his tongue out like to the side, <laughs> like he's Michael Jordan. And obviously he doesn't know the reference, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's cute. It's funny. Little, yeah, little it's kids, cute. man. It's cute whenever it does it, but for Michael Jordan, I mean, come on, that's not pretty mature, is it? No, but it's, it's, I don't know, the movie the movie's pretty cool in that they do they make references like that for the adults cuz you know none of these kids know who Michael Jordan is or you know what he used to do when he would dunk but uh yeah it's kind of weird because it wasn't that long ago No it really wasn't but I mean you, I mean think about it dude he he hasn't really played when yeah. the, when, when did he stop playing professional Oh god I don't know man is it maybe like 10 years Let's see, Michael. Maybe not, quite, maybe not quite ten. Michael Jordan. Let's see when he stopped playing. Professional career: eighty-four through eighty-seven, eighty-seven through ninety, ninety-one, ninety-three. Baseball till ninety-four. He's back at ninety-five. Oh, wow. uh, second three peat ninety-five through ninety-eight. Second retirement through two thousand one. 
He played with the Wizards in 2001 through 2003. Yeah, so more than 10 years. Yeah, 13 years ago is when he stopped playing professional basketball. Um, yeah, it's weird. So when you get older, you're gonna you're gonna realize a lot of things that you know TV shows and you know PlayStation twos and things like that that you take for granted that were you know part of your life. And you know the younger people are gonna be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it is cool to think that, you know, in my lifetime, I've seen, not that I'm a huge NBA fan, but, I mean, Michael Jordan's going to go down as arguably the greatest of all time, or at least top five, no doubt, greatest of all time. So I got to see him play. Shaquille O'Neal's going to be regarded as one of the best, you know, centered big men of all time. Kobe Bryant's going to be regarded as one of the best of all time. LeBron James you know, unless he really screws up from here on out, he'll probably be regarded as one of the best. I mean, we've, you know, and just in my lifetime, I've seen a lot of really great players and that's just basketball. I mean, football, you've got Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, you know, a lot of, a lot of sports, you know, I've seen a lot of the, you know, the future greats, at least of my generation. So I guess, yeah. that's, I guess that's cool. But, um, but yeah, that the cars movie referencing stuff is pretty neat. You know, one thing I noticed uh, as, as we're getting close to time on wrapping this thing up, one thing I noticed the other day, which I'm really jealous of, is that I was watching my son play. Uh, he was just playing with some cars or whatever. I don't know what he was doing. And I just realized, like, he literally has no cares in the world. You know? I mean, he he, oh, yeah. he absolutely has zero stress, zero worry, zero anything. And I'm really jealous yeah. of that. He has no, you know, no due dates or deadlines or appointments or places he needs to be or things that he needs to do. He doesn't have any homework yet or it, nobody, no expectations on, on his, you know, time or, or, or talent or education or anything like that. I remember thinking as early as, <coughs> excuse me, like shortly after I had started school, you know, and you, you start having these, you know, things that are expected of you. You know, you got to get up, you got to get dressed, you got to have breakfast, you got to get to the bus stop, you got to, you know, you got to report to your classroom and you, you got, you know, you got to learn some stuff and you have to take a test and you have homework and blah, blah, blah. But even early on is like first or second grade, I remember thinking, because we had a, uh, we had a dog and I remember thinking, man, wouldn't it be great to just be a dog? Because dog mm-hmm. doesn't have care in the world. Yep. You know, all he has to do is just sit there and wag his tail, and somebody's going to feed him and pat him and and you know snuggle with him, and that's the life right there. Yep, pretty much. Assuming if you're a dog, assuming you've got a good family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Some you, dogs not so lucky. You could be chained up outside to a tree in the heat, not have any food yeah. or water, and you know, slowly die. You could be Michael Vick's dog. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But man, I just, I'm just so jealous. You know, he, you know, I have to worry about just aside from just work. I mean, somebody breaking into the house, the house burning down, um, you know, somebody trying to rob me at the the store or, you know, making sure food is cooked enough so you don't get food poisoning. I mean, just, you know, so many things to worry about. And here he is just sitting there pushing his cars around, not, not even considering that there could be anything remotely bad in the world. You know, he's right. got no concept of terrorism or danger, you know, danger, nothing. Well, I mean, I think he has a concept of danger probably, but he doesn't think about it until he sees it. You know, like, like, like don't put your hands near the stove or the oven because it's hot and, or things like that. Yeah. He has no idea, which, you know, I mean, in that case, that's not a really good thing, but he just, I don't know. It's just, Ah, just it just made me realize like he's lucky. <laughs> yeah, man. Youthful ignorance and you know innocence. It's it's bliss. Yeah, I mean it really is. He just sits there and plays, and you know. So to ease the stresses of my life, I've made a commitment to be as ignorant as I possibly can about as much that's going on around me as possible. Honestly, that's the best thing. 
you know, cause I, and this, like for instance, this next door app that I was telling you about, uh, where my neighbor said they got some mail that was open. So now like I'm thinking, well, crap, is anyone opening in my mail? And then I see things of like, you know, the people who knock on your door that sell meat, uh, you know, they're, they come around to my neighborhood all the time because it's just, there's like 2000 houses in like a four or five square mile area that they just go up and down the road and knock on every door, you know? So when they're going around, you know, they, they post up in this app and I start thinking about, you know, crap, they're going to come here. They're probably casing my house to break in and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's just like, I, but if I didn't have that stupid app, I wouldn't know any of that stuff and I wouldn't think about any of it. And it would almost just be better off not knowing, you know? Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Pretty much. I don't let anybody in my house. No, me neither. And usually I won't even answer the door. Like somebody comes and knocks on the door, rings the bell. If I'm not expecting somebody, I don't answer the door. I typically don't. And if I do, I usually have a gun on me. So, you know, people always say, oh, what are you paranoid about? Someone going to break in? It's like, well, kind of. And not only that, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't know what these people want. I don't know who they are. If you want to come to my house and I know you, you're going to text me first or call me first. You're not just going to show up. And, you know, right now there's a lot of construction and stuff in my neighborhood and, you know, not, uh, stereotyping construction workers. Cause I'm sure most of them are, you know, good people who just work hard and, you know, do their thing. But let's face it. There's a certain percentage of construction workers who are doing it because they're, you know, not good people and they can't do anything else. So I don't know who yeah. they are. I don't, I don't want them knocking on my door and, you know, screw them. They may be casing your neighborhood. Yeah. Or they might not even be a construction worker. They could just be posing as one. So I don't know. I yeah. just tarnishing the good name of construction workers everywhere. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, I don't blame you. I'm right there with you. I just had a text message and I looked at it on my watch. <laughs> no regrets. No, I don't think so. Except I don't have the money to pay for it. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> I think, uh, it was a pretty good buy. Yeah. Well, so, that'll be best buys problem. Uh, targets problem. Targets problem. Yeah. What are they going to do? Send the target police to your house? Bunch of nerds. Get the, get the watch back. Target police. You're not going to open the door anyway, and if you do, you're going to be packing heat. Yeah. Freaking poo poo poo, America. <laughs> All right, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Good well, stuff. We've uh, we've hit our mark time wise. Thanks for listening, everybody. Keep it real yeah. and Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. None of this Happy Holidays bullshit. Yeah. If you're offended by Merry Christmas, you probably should be listening to a different podcast. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Fuckers. <laughs> All right. Woo-hoo. Adios, everyone. See ya. <laughs>